0: Shield your delicate sensibilities. This has explicit fucking content. Hi, I'm Jordana, and I'm a fuck-up with 40 years of experience.
1: And I'm Angela, and I once blew a guy through a glory hole.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Drift Bear. Let's talk about sex news. What's happening in the world of sex? So it's so goddamn hot. It's been real hot lately. This lady who's a therapist named Pierre. Uh-huh. She has been giving out tips and tricks and how to go to the bone zone in the heat.
1: Um, can't you just use a fan?
0: She does say to use a fan. Okay. Spritz down the sheets with some cool water with the fan blowing on you, which sounds <laughs> gross. It is so gross. She says not to do it missionary because you too yeah. close and sweaty. And you make that noise. Mm-hmm. Thanks for demonstrating, (laughs) but apparently like, I guess doggy would be good. Oh yeah, definitely the doggy style. Unless you get chafed, probably
1: sweat there. I don't feel like there would be any chafing in that particular position. So So
0: that's Angela approved. If it's hot, do it doggy style. I mean, that's always Angela approved, but yeah, doggy style is the way to go. Heard the word Thunderbird. All right. Now on to listener questions. How's the food at these nudie buffets or at strip clubs that serve food in general?
1: The Hustler Club in Cleveland has a full kitchen. I mean, it's a big ass freaking kitchen. It's very nice. And they hire very good chefs and the food is pretty darn tasty. I have also been to Diamonds Men's Club in Cleveland. They have kick ass food, or at least they did back in the day when I lived there. Those two places, I highly recommend their food. Some other places that I've been to seem pretty sketch. I like to go to the little mom and pop sketch joints. I I would not eat Fritos out of a vending machine at those places like I couldn't consume food in them sometimes they give away like free popcorn and stuff I'm definitely not touching it <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so okay <laughs> It really depends on which place you go to. Sometimes you just have to try it and see if you like it. I actually was with a man once
0: and we saw a roadside sign for a buffet at a nude place. And he started going the fuck off. He was like, I would never go there. What if there's crotch hairs in the food? I don't think naked people with crotch hairs are serving the food.
1: (laughs) They would have little hair nets. I believe that it was Cleveland that I lived in. One of the mainstream bars did a sushi night where... Where they would have models laid out on the tables. They were basically naked. They had stuff strategically placed on the bits that were not allowed to show. And then they had the sushi and you ate the sushi off the naked woman. I
0: feel like a way to make more money from that would be if you hired overweight women to come in, like really big. Mm-hmm. And then the men who like to do the feeding thing. Oh, yeah. To come in and eat off of them and feed them at the same time. Yeah. I feel like
1: there should be a market for that. Absolutely. I don't think that you were allowed to use your mouth to grasp the sushi <laughs> I think you had to politely pick it up and Is that champagne room <laughs> behavior <laughs> I don't know if that's proper champagne room etiquette speaking of champagne room etiquette one time back in the day on a wild uh, Friday Saturday night where all of the crowd was drunken myself and one of the floor hosts walked past a champagne room the door was open and there was a guy standing over the couch and as I looked I realized that he was undoing his pants I'm like oh my gosh what's going on in here and while I turn to get the floor host to help me the man drops his drawers and starts peeing on the couch he's swaying he didn't know where he was he he thought he was in the bathroom so we had to throw out a perfectly good couch because this guy peed on it I
0: feel like that's worse than if he had been jerking his gherkin yeah it was it
1: was a bad situation he was overly intoxicated you reckon yes I do good times Now, for something really different, letters from listeners, Dear Bear Bitches. Bitches. Dear Bear Bitches,
0: I took a guy to the VIP room. I had to give him dances the whole time, fully clothed, and wow, he kept trying to chew on my hair and baa like a goat. (laughs) Signed, not a farm animal ever. That was naughty. Today we're talking to Honey Badger, a group sex enthusiast. Welcome Honey Badger.
2: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: What would you say your most phenomenal experience with group sex has been this far?
2: That's a good question. I remember once when I was first accepting that I was definitely a swinger and getting into it. I was working at a bar and I was a bar back and I got invited to a party. It was a bisexual swinger party at a hotel about 20 minutes away from the bar. I asked my boss, hey, I have to go for a little bit. And so I left like around 11 o'clock and I went to this hotel and and there were all these people there. I had bought a box of condoms. I think there were like 20 of them in there. And I just had sex with different ladies, probably eight of them in one night. And then when I was done, cleaned up, went back to work, got back to the bar about one o'clock, 1.30, finished the shift up and called it a day. But it was really, really fun. And it was kind of exciting. Everybody was just opening and you could do whatever. And everybody was excited to have you there. How did you get invited to that party? I think I was on SLS, which is like Swing Lifestyle. It was like a website that I had a profile on or possibly FetLife. One of the two of those, I had been, somebody had put up a, a notice that said, Hey, we're having this." party? Do you want to come? And I was like, sure. And so I went. I think one of my other favorite times in my life was back when I was still with my ex. It was like the first time we had done something and I I remember being really excited about her being with somebody else. like Watching her be with another man and while I was with his girlfriend. It was was really fun for me to watch that all but now. So I think I've always kind of been into that. Watching people? I think every guy's into watching. That's why porn is a huge industry, right? Guys are very visual. I think there's something about her getting into it and being with another man and I know there's people that are like huddled where they really enjoy being humiliated and demeaned while their wife screws guys that are better than them. I'm definitely not that. I'm more, hey, that's my girl and she's a porn star now and I'm watching her do it. It's awesome and it's so and hot. I don't want people to demean me because that's a big part of that whole cuckold lifestyle and I, it's not what I'm into. I'm into sex. It feels good. I like doing it with lots of people.
0: If you have sex with eight people in one night, at the end of the night, are you rating these people against each other or are you looking at the night as a whole?
2: The, the night as a whole. I remember I was considerably younger at the time, so I think I was probably early 30s, mid 30s, and most of the, the couples there were like mid to late forties, fifties. There are very few unattractive women in my mind. Um, I've never seen a woman that I didn't find attractive unless her personality dictated that she was unattractive. So these were all just like soccer moms. And like, it, it, it wasn't like they were porn stars. They were just like people you'd see at the grocery store. And it was really, really fun. And everybody was like so nice and accommodating and open. And it just was a really good time. The husbands were there, the boyfriends were there and they were all like, Oh, get in there, man. Have a good time. You know, she loves this. She loves that. Touch her here, touch her there. Like it was just a very inclusive event and then do that for a little bit. And then I need, to get a water break and change condoms and then there'd be somebody else that opened up I'm like oh hey do you mind by all means come on in and it was a really really exciting fun night I just I remember walking out of there feeling like I was a god
0: I like how you talk about people like their stores <laughs>
2: <laughs> like their stores what do you mean
0: you're like oh well she opened up yeah yeah, yeah. like
2: 7-eleven they're always open and then there's some people that are only open on Sundays
0: do you feel like these events have helped you be more comfortable with yourself
2: absolutely yeah no I struggled really hard I grew up in a very religious upbringing and I struggled very much with being open swinger by, you know, just, just alternative with my lifestyle. And so these events were very inclusive. And I found there's just, there's some really neat people that you meet there. I met a guy once and he said, you know, I don't trust them, but they won't screw my wife. I, there's two kinds of people in the lifestyle. They're either the best or the worst. There's no mediocre people, just the, the people I've met that I just really, really love. They've, they've all been good for my esteem, really good friends. You you meet people in a lifestyle and you have sex with them. And then that's not really the rest of the friendship after that. A lot of times after that, you just, you become friends with them afterward. I may never have sex with that or that woman again. But because of that whole shared experience, I know I could call them tomorrow and they'd come over and help me if I needed something. So I, I do think that there's stronger bonds that are built in the, in the, the swinging lifestyle.
1: Let's talk about sex clubs. <laughs>
2: My favorite. Yeah, I've been to a few. There's some really cool ones out there. What would you like to know? Do you have to have a membership? Yes, they're clubs. And so they bring your own alcohol. Due to legalities in most states, you can't serve alcohol at a sex club. And there was one I went to in Pennsylvania where they did, they had like separate rooms, kind of like the one side was the alcohol side. So I guess it, it varies by state, but usually if you, you would bring your own alcohol. You'd come in, you get a wristband, it would have like a number on it and they would write whatever your number is. And then you you leave the alcohol at the bar and there's a bartender there. Then typically there's a common area where people can kind of mingle and talk and drink and do whatever. And then there's the back area where there's a whole bunch of rooms. Some of them are open rooms where you can watch. Some of them are closed rooms with doors and they got beds. Some of them have BDSM swings or crosses and implements to, to play with. Some of them have different themes I've been to. I've seen ones that were like offices, ones that were like medical rooms, just all sorts of different types of rooms. There's ones with mirrors on, um, or like one-way windows, you can watch. And typically, the ones I've been to, the rules are: is if you go into a room, if you're with, you know, um, your person, and you're going to go in and play, and you meet some other people, and you go, "Hey, let's all have sex." And cool, because you're all there for the same reason. And you walk into a room. There's a, a little cord with a magnet on it, and you can put the cord across, and that means that people are allowed to stand at the door and watch in, but they're not allowed to come in. If you don't put the cord up, people are allowed to come in. And sometimes people just come in and watch. Sometimes they'll be like, "Hey, you mind if I get in here?" Or you can shut the door and have like a very private experience. So like, if you and your partner just want to go watch people and get turned on and do stuff there, you can just shut the door and do that. Now, I will warn you, the one time I did not use the cord, I sat down on like a chair. The woman I had taken there was going down on me and it felt really good. And I kind of closed my eyes. And I, and I mean, I swear it was like three seconds. It could have been a little longer than that. I opened my eyes and there were just penises everywhere. Guys had them out all over, <laughs> like by my <laughs> face, by her face. Like I just looked up and there just were penises everywhere. I'm, I'm a big fan of using the cord or inviting people in. Cause if you don't, you know, it's like moths to the light bulb, they all come.
1: So normally you're the cord person.
2: It depends on the person I'm with. I could go in there, I would make sure that we'd leave the door open and we'd invite whoever comes in, but I'd make sure that they were following whatever parameters you wanted. So if you're like, Hey, I want to make sure everybody's using condoms. I'm a people pleaser. So I would definitely want to make sure that the, the person I took was having a good time and that they felt safe and that they felt protected. So I would go in there and if you said I want to have sex with eight men, I'm like, Okay, well, I'll make sure they'll have condoms on and treating you nice and not, not hurting you. I do have another story that just popped into my head. I took a girl once, she wanted to have a three-way and I said, Okay, well, let's go to the club and we'll meet one of my friends. And so we invited a guy and he came and we showed up. We were all having drinks. Did you seen you like and she's like yeah that guy over there is really good looking i was like okay so my buddy i said hey we're gonna go invite somebody else he's like yeah that's fine so we walked over and i talked to this guy so he came over and they sat down and they kind of got flirty and she said okay i'm comfortable with this so we went back in the room we shut the door so it was me and my buddy and this this other gentleman my buddy and i are just two regular guys and we're not really well decent endowed but i'm not anything to like brag about this guy took his pants off and i mean he had like a it must have been like a foot or two and i was like buddy you gotta like you gotta be careful with her she's not like used to this and he's like no, no 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 it's okay it's okay and he's like i'll, I'll be Be real careful. Be real careful. And so, you know, we all messed around. But when he got in there, like it was just too much. It was just way too much. And I and I had to lightly say to him, Hey, I'm I'm really sorry, but this isn't going to work. You're hurting her at this point. And he's like, Well, I'll be real slow. And I'm like, You know, she. I think she's done. And she was like, I'm definitely done. I need to be out of here. Let's hard stop this. And so we all got dressed and left, and everybody was really respectful. But that that was kind of one of those sex club mishaps where she was like, I I can't do it. It's just it's too much. Victim of your own success, there, sir. It
0: sounds like you've been to a lot of different sex clubs around the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have heard tell of a sex club in Tennessee a large one is it menages yes
2: I actually know the owner yeah
0: that I've heard that Rick Springfield frequents that club is that true
2: I don't know that per se but I, well, a really good friend of mine started dating the owner and so I've been to that club it's a really neat club and if you're if you're into haunted stuff it was an orphanage at one point and so there's all sorts of ghosts and stuff that are around that club it's very old um, they've done a fantastic job with it it's a great club the the hallways and stuff have banisters and you can tell that at one point it wasn't sex club it was something else but yeah that's a really neat one that I would say that's probably one of my favorites.
1: We have to go there. Yeah, I think yeah. we
0: should. I've heard a story about a, a glory hole that I feel oh. needs to be addressed on here. Oh
2: my gosh, that was so much fun. Are you ready for that story? I am ready. Okay, so once upon a time, Angela and I went to a club. He said I've always wanted to try a glory hole. We found a room and they had a glory hole in there. We were pretty intoxicated at the time, if I remember correctly. There was a gentleman. He put his his stuff through there and we put a condom on it and Angela went to town on him and I think we had sex while you were doing that. It was really it, really fun. Yeah. Yeah
1: a very big dick the guy in the glory hole it was i a, wasn't yeah. real sure how he got it in the glory hole and then back out yeah really yeah. it was pretty big
2: yeah it was monstrous it was awesome
1: <laughs> about monstrous but... what was the mm-hmm. wall made of
2: so just a regular drywall <laughs>
1: you were talking about the beds in the sex club and i don't remember seeing beds i mean i know they existed but i don't remember like what kind of bedding they had on them do they change out the bedding nightly
2: they're actually platforms that were built they don't have actual beds because you know somebody would break that right you get really big people in there really small people in there really aggressive people in there all sorts of stuff people are jumping around doing gymnastics and losing their mind so a regular bed would break there's usually these platform beds that are lower to the ground so that people don't fall off in the room there's usually a nightstand with like a, with a little light there's condoms and lube on there and then there's a laundry basket and usually a chair too so you can change. The beds are usually made up when you go in the room and then you go and you play you do your thing and then afterwards you're supposed to take the stuff off the beds, put it in the laundry basket and then they have Clorox spray that kills germs and you spray it down, you wipe it down and throw everything away. And then when you leave there's usually someone that works at the club that comes in and makes up the new beds then. So that every time somebody plays in the room it gets reset and it's nice and it's clean and you don't end up with something weird.
1: That's somebody's job. So,
2: yeah. put new sheets on the beds at the sex club.
1: Just like in the peep shows. Jizz mopper. Yeah. That's a real job. It's a thing. They don't have... Many- any peep shows anymore but
2: it's totally a thing
1: somebody's got to clean up the mess so what are your no-go's where do you draw
0: the line what is something you will not do what's something that actually makes you angry if you see it i don't
2: like the stuff that's illegal right pedophilia is no good like i like consenting adults doing whatever the hell they want to do i don't think i would be into like poop stuff that would be pretty gross for me but other than that i mean i'm not really into like any of the bodily fluids kind of thing but yeah other than that i don't really care i would be up for anything and the more the merrier and as long as everybody's having a good time it I think it's great. One of the things I like most about the way that the world's changed lately is that everybody's more into consent now and everybody's more open about their sexuality now. You know, in the 90s and the early 2000s and whatnot, I felt like it, there was a lot of taboo to being like bisexual or to being a swinger and like that now kids these days are like, they're 19, 20. They're like, yeah, I've had group sex. We did that in high school. Hey, you guys are totally evolving and that's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I've noticed that too. People seem to be way more open and not as closed off about things. Things don't seem to be as shameful to people as, as right. it used to be.
2: Absolutely agree. And it's it's nice to see. But no, as far as me, I don't have anything that's really off the table. If everybody's comfortable with it, it feels right, then, then I'm open to just about anything. Tell us about the Pride Festival. I was serving beer at a Pride Festival. This was years ago. And there was this young woman who came up and we had donated some kegs to the Pride Festival. So all the proceeds were going back there. And So I was handing out little trinkets and beads and things and just kind of fun stuff. And she kept coming back and buying beer. I'd give her beads and she said, these beads are great. I'm a, I'm a lesbian and I keep seeing boobs. I put the beads out and girls are Show me their boobs. She said, "I've seen so many tits today. The best thing I've ever done." I'm like, well, "What's your name?" And she's like, "Well, they call me the Hawk because I prey on young chicks." And I thought it was hilarious. The kegs went dry. I packed everything up, and we were walking back. We were walking down through the parade, and she's like, "Yeah, I haven't had dick in a, in a while. I totally want to do it again. Let's give it a try." As we're walking, there was a whole bunch of cars parked, and one of them was like this white cargo van with no windows. I just opened it up, and it was empty. And I was like, "Well, what about this?" And she's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we jumped inside some stranger's cargo van and put on a condom and totally had sex. And she's like, "This is great. This is so much fun." Like, yeah, me too. And we got out, cleaned up, and joined the Pride Parade. Walked the rest of the way to the Pride Parade. Called it a day. And yeah, so I, I had sex with a lesbian woman in the middle of the Pride Parade. And I feel like it was a special place in hell for me for that.
1: You both had a good time. So I don't feel like yeah. it's a bad thing at all.
2: I was thinking about her the other day. It's been 15 years. I don't know what she looks like. I mean, she could walk up to me today. I would not have any idea who that was.
1: Is there a time
0: that you can think of that when you are old and in the nursing home, you are going to think about it and giggle?
2: There's lots of those that I'm going to probably think about and giggle. I, I have a special place in my heart for the first time that Angela and I had a threesome and she was nervous and it was really fun and it was a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's other ones that when I'm old in a nursing home, again, that first that first big orgy I went to is one that always made me feel like a god.
0: A boy always remembers his
1: first orgy. Yeah.
2: We're good ones.
1: What's your favorite fetishy thing?
2: I think my favorite fetishy thing, honestly, is is male, male, female threesomes and not even bisexual ones. Just two guys and one girl, I think is really great because it, it takes a lot of pressure off of you so like if i'm trying to please the woman and it's like hey this has been going on and i'm kind of running out of steam like you can kind of tag off and be like okay it's your turn and then you can go watch and get you know get some water do a breather i got a buddy that i can tab in and he'll make sure that this is going on while i take a quick breather i just feel like it amplifies exponentially makes you better at sex if you have a buddy helping you out
1: double dicks all the way
2: well, double dicks is the best was it wasn't that the thing in office space like what would you do if you had a million dollars the guy's like i do two two chicks at once that's what i do i'll tell yeah. you i've done it it's a, it's a lot of work and if you're going to be good at it you really got to put your effort in you got to make sure you're like hydrated and that you ate your wheaties in the morning if you mess up then you look stupid in front of two pretty girls not just one like you can kind of talk it away if it's just one-on-one you can say hey this is rough. i'm sorry sweetheart but like if there's two ladies then th- then there's a witness as well so you really got to bring your a-game double dicks every time is the way to go it's way easier double
0: dicks i'm I feel like there is a question you can finally answer for me honey badger mm-hmm. i've had it a long time i've watched porns where there is penetration with two penises one in the vagina one in the butt mm-hmm. can you feel the other person's penis with your penis and does that movement feel good
2: so i will do one better the double vaginal penetration is even better so when you have two dicks in one vagina that's the best and it does feel really like your buddy's laying on his back she's on top and then you're behind and you're all going crazy it feels really really good you have to be slow in the beginning because you could really hurt somebody if you're doing that but penises smush pretty well there you know <laughs> if you're trying to put two toys in a lady that's going to probably hurt her but if you got two dicks together you can smush them in all sorts of weird ways so that like it actually works as long as both guys can stay hard and, and it's in there it does feel really good It feels really really good
1: thank you for answering that i've really had that question for like more than 20 years it's the best you can still feel it like if you're in her butt and there's a guy yeah you know in her vagina when they're moving you yeah. can feel them between i mean it's a thin wall right yeah and,
2: and that's also the thing with what. Boy- people use butt plugs too.
1: fill up them holes ladies yeah. All the holes. yeah
2: it grips it grips and also like I said I'm just an average size guy I'm not trying to tell everybody I'm a giant endowed man it feels really good for ladies to be full you know to have more than what I've got if you got a buddy then you can give it twice as much or or add a toy have
1: you ever been in a situation where you got there and you just felt real bad about it the girl was sketch or the guy was sketch I
2: remember there was a woman that invited me out and said hey why don't you come over I'd really like to you know mess around I was like that sounds great so I went over there I walked in she did not look like her pictures at all. She was, The pictures were probably from like 20 years prior. I just remember she had really dirty feet and her house smelled like cat urine and there was just stuff everywhere. And I remember trying to think like, hey, do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? And I just remember thinking like, this doesn't feel right. And she's like, oh, hold on. And I could hear people moving around upstairs. And she's like, I'll be right back. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. And I just turned around and left. I think if you're going to meet people off of any kind of like dating site, especially like Life or the lifestyle ones, you would want to meet in a public place first and make sure that you're comfortable. And I think you just have to be honest. There are people That will have sex with you just because they feel bad I don't think there's any place for that in a lifestyle if you're going to be a swinger you can't just have sex because you feel bad for this person and I think that's where some people get into trouble because if you're a married couple or you're a couple and your wife really likes this guy and you can't stand his wife or his girlfriend or whoever and you're like well I guess I'll take a brick for the team that's when people's feelings start to get hurt and and I think it happens more with the female side of it so a guy will be like hey I really like that lady can you sleep with her fat husband and he's she's like yeah I don't want to do that but I'll do it for you because I love you and then people's feelings get hurt and that's when there's a lot of issues. no pity fucks. So you, right. Zero pity fucks in the lifestyle. You cannot do that.
0: Anything
1: else but, you would like to share with us? Any words of wisdom? I
2: think just if you're going to be a swinger or you and your partner are going to do group sex, that, that you have to really communicate and you really have to make sure that you and your partner are on the same page and that you're taking care of each other. So I have a, f- a friend of mine who had recently said, you know, my my husband and I were in a, a situation where he, he said, you can back out at any time, but I felt the expectations were that I needed to do this. And he was really into watching me with this man and I didn't want to be with this man. I felt like pushed me into it. And it caused a lot of trauma for her, you know, like where she said, Hey, this is, so it's almost like a, like a different kind of like date rape where, you know, my husband, like peer pressured me into banging this dude, I didn't want to bang. And so I think, you know, sometimes when you get turned on by things like that, just because it turns one person on, you definitely want to make sure you're checking in on the other person that they're okay. And and even in the moment, even when it's happening that you need to do check-ins and say, Hey, you're five minutes into banging this dude. Are you okay? Or Hey honey, are you, are you happy with what you're doing? Or, or, or even if you have little code words, you know, scream amoeba, this is bad. And then you can, you know, wave your hands around and scream amoeba and run out of there if you're going to do this kind of thing you need way more communication and i think this kind of relationship can really bring couples closer together if you communicate like that
0: did you just say your safe word was amoeba
2: i think that's that's one of them yeah (laughs) it just doesn't usually come up what's that what's that joke my safe word's harder faster yeah that's not a good safe word right
0: that would not work at my house because my husband and i talk about (laughs) amoebas daily
1: (laughs) Have you ever been involved in a relationship where you brought other people in and there ended up being like jealousy or where one of the partners ended up wanting to be with the other couple's person?
2: I've done both. I dated this one woman a few years back that I really liked a lot. She had just gotten out of divorce, was just kind of like starting to spread her oats and she'd been a couple guys since her, her ex-husband. When we got together, I turned around to FetLife, said, you should check this out. And so she got on and lost her damn mind. Just went crazy. Was it the, the cutting edge of OnlyFans? and started doing like all sorts of content and like sleeping with all these people. And she met a guy like a week later and was like, Hey, I know you're real cool and all, but I like this guy better. I'm out. And so she basically dumped me and started dating that guy. And I was, I mean, I was a little heartbroken at the time. I really liked her. Since then, she's come back and said, Hey, I'm sorry I did that to you. And we're friends again, not kind of the same way. And then I did that once where I had a really good friend of mine who's like a friend with benefits who, who really wanted me to find a girlfriend at one point. And I, I met a girl that was a swinger and thought, this is going to be great. I can still keep my friend with benefits. That's like one of my best friends and still have a girlfriend. And this will be good. And so we did that for a little bit, and had a couple threesomes, and it was all cool. And then the girlfriend decided that she didn't want me to keep the friend of the benefits anymore, and that I had to make a choice. And so that didn't work out either. So yeah, it, it does come up. But I think if you know who you are, and you're comfortable with who you are, and you communicate, like when that relationship ended, I remember very clearly saying to her, like, this is not anything to do with you. I'm just not making you happy. I'm being my authentic self, and this is who I am, and this is what I want. And I've told you that from day one. That's not what you want. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're beautiful. You're sexy. You're wonderful. But the relationship is really making you unhappy. And I don't think that I'm your forever person and we should probably split up and be really good friends and you should find a guy that's going to be like that. And then fast forward to you know, a couple of years later, she's found that guy and they're an amazing relationship and they're they're monogamous now and she's very happy with that. And, we're, and her and I are very good friends and I absolutely love her boyfriend. I think he's the sweetest guy in the world. And I think it was the right move for us not to date.
1: Your ideal relationship is more of an open relationship. You don't think that you'll ever be involved in or have you ever been involved in a monogamous relationship? I
2: have. There's a point when all this goes away, right? Like it's not sexy when you're 65 trying to have sex with 10 people at once. Why not? Yeah. Somebody somebody told me that once. It just stuck in my head. and made me feel like really weird about that. Like maybe I should stop this at a certain age in my life and maybe I should settle down. But but yeah, I guess to answer the question is my ideal relationship would be a woman that, that was very comfortable in her skin and was okay with us So I don't want an open relationship where I have secrets. Like I think that's cheating. I think an open relationship to me is like, you know, somebody comes home and goes, hey, I really like this guy. I want to have sex with him. And I'm like, high five. I'll get it, Abe. I think that's fantastic. Or do you need me to be there? Do you want me to like, you uh, have the bath waiting for you when you come home, you know, like I want to be in a relationship where that's okay and supportive. And I also want to be able to say, Hey, look, I I have a really good friend that I'm absolutely in love with that. I want to have sex with when we're together and it has nothing to do with you. You know, I I love you. I think you're wonderful. I think you're amazing. And our relationship is solid. My relationships are about the shared experience, right? The movies and the, the, I love you's and the time on the couch together and the, you know, the projects that's, that's what a relationship is. The sex stuff is just like fun. You know, I don't care who you have sex with as long as you come home to me and tell me that I'm important and you love me and that you care about me the, the rest of that, I want to support you and high-five you and encourage you to go be as like, crazy as you want to be. Would
0: you ever be interested in being in a thruple or poly amorous relationship?
2: On paper it sounds good, but I'll be honest with you, I think I disappoint most women in one relationship. That's just two women I would disappoint. I don't <laughs> I don't think I have the heart to do that. Um, Yeah, I think if it was easy and it felt right, I would absolutely do that. Or if a woman I was dating had another boyfriend on the side, I think I'd be okay with that too. As long as it felt right and it didn't make me feel insecure or less than or anything else then i would be open to anything the universe throws at me as long as as long as i'm happy
1: any other questions no i think we've covered it yay thank you so much yeah. for talking to us
2: yeah i mean we can have these conversations whenever you want but thank you for having me on and i really love what you guys are doing thank you
0: thanks
2: all right i'll leave you alone have a good night Bye thanks,
0: bye honey bad you don't give a fuck <laughs> and with that we're, we're here, here if you need to, need to talk. talk did i scream